Hello, my podcast family. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. How are you doing this Monday? I hope your weekend went well. Today, we will resume looking at the various sections of Psalm 119. And the next eight verses are verses 73 through 80. And I will be reading from the Common English Bible. Your hands have made me and set me in place Help me understand so I can learn your commandments. Then those who honor you will see me and be glad because I have waited for your promise. Lord, I know that your rules are right and that you rightly made me suffer. Please let your faithful love comfort me according to what you've said to your servant. Let your compassion come to me so I can live again because your instruction, your instruction is my joy. But let the arrogant be ashamed because they oppressed me with lies. Meanwhile, I will be contemplating your precepts. Let the people who honor you come back to me. Let those who know your precepts return to me. Let my heart be blameless in your statutes so that I am not put to shame. Hmm. Your hands have made me and set me in place. This first statement is designed to orient us to God's authority, providence, and omniscience. We are his creation, and he has total control over everything, including what is occurring in our lives. When I read this, it had an effect of kind of settling things for me, setting things in order to remind us me, you, that God is in control. Why does our psalmist begin this section this way? I think it's because he has suffered. Remember, we learned that, um, not Saturday, but on Friday's um, podcast, that he suffered. And we hypothesize that he is under Babylonian rule. And with an oppressive authority comes suffering, right? He could have suffered physically, um, as well as just the mere separation from his homeland and his people. But we don't know the specifics, and we don't necessarily need to know all of them. We just, need, we just know that he suffered. But it's interesting, though. He tells us that God, in this section, he tells us that God is the cause of him suffering. How does that sit with you? If our hypothesis is correct, you know, and they're under Babylonian rule, then our psalmist is is correct as well. God allowed various enemies of the children of Israel to come and conquer them. And he stated that he would do that, he being God, he stated that he would do that back in Deuteronomy because of their disobedience. He prophetically told them what they would and would not do, and as a result of that, what he would do. So this is not news, perhaps to them because they forgot, but not to us because we have his word and we can read it. So God allowed um, the enemies to, to bring the children of Israel back to him, to bring them back as a people who will serve only him as evidence in their keeping of his commandments. 
Another case we can look at is Job, right? Which we've discussed before. God allowed it. And since God is in control, what occurs in our life can be his permissive will or his ordained will. And we've talked about this too. It's a complex characteristic of God to accept. We know God to be loving and kind, right? I think at the exclusion of his holiness. It's his holiness that demands righteousness. And as such, his permissive will comes into play as a way of allowing us to look in the mirror to see our sin, acknowledge our sin, and then repent of our sin. His goodness grants the suffering because that's the mechanism to bring us back to him and not to consume us as Lamentations 3, 22 through um, 23 states. In our psalmist's suffering, he asked to be comforted by God's command. The instruction, the instructions that were given to them way back on Mount Sinai, right? why would these instructions bring comfort? We talked about that as well. They remind them of who they serve, Yahweh, and who they are in him a people called out holy priesthood, right? And his promise, the promise to be their God and to give them land. This is what their faith is built on, the word of God. Is this any different from what our faith is built on? Our faith is built on the word made flesh. We trust God to be true to his word. He has always been faithful to his word, And although he allows us to suffer at points in our lives, we can trust that it will work out, right, for our good and God's glory. Also, I want us to note that our psalmist understands the power of being a living witness, a living testimony. Notice how he wants to know God's word intimately so that others will see him will not see him in a prideful way, but see him as an example to emulate. We, we want to show how, or he wants to show or to prove that following God is the right decision, the right thing to do. Notice his phrase. He says, let those who honor you return to me. Could it be as we stated before that his fellow citizens mock him? And he wants God to use him to show them that there is blessing in continuing to serve God, continuing to be faithful to his commandments, to not buy into all of the pagan um, rituals and mindset of the people that they're now intermingled with while they're in exile, but to still stay firm to God because he is faithful. He wants not only himself to be reconciled with God, but those around him. The power of living God's word. Today, is that's what I want us to, to focus on or to take away. As we live on this side of the Jordan, we will experience trials. The question is, do our lives continue to testify of our faithfulness to a faithful God. Do we throw in the towel when things get rough? I know sometimes we may think that we want to, 
but why would we want to get out of something God has allowed? If we believe him to be all that the Bible professes and all that we've experienced, right? Why would we want to adjust his will? Yes, I know at times it's painful, but sometimes in the middle of the storm, I think oftentimes in the middle of the storm, we ask for deliverance when we should be asking for endurance, for strength to tackle the waves of life so that we can come out on the other side stronger. Caregiving is a storm that threatens to destroy you and your boat and you. <laughs> but it can it cannot do that if you remain strong and remember that Jesus is in the boat with you. Ask for endurance and strength to weather the ups and the downs of this season to help you see the growth in this season and the strength that you've been given. When I look back on the 12 years I cared for my mom, it almost brings me to tears because I know I wasn't doing it in my strength. It was all God's. I just think back on the pace that I kept of, you know, trying to keep her active and getting her ready and getting the medications and being with the doctors and going to work and trying to have a... It makes me exhausted just looking back on that. But while I was in it, I did it effortlessly (laughs) through God's strength. And that's not to say every day wasn't, um, that every day was easy, but God was carrying me. And if he did it for me, guess what? He can and will do the same for you. So remember that his hands made you and set you in this place. Let's pray. We come before you, most holy and mighty God, acknowledging that you are creator God, that you created each and every one of us in your image, and that you have set us in this place. We acknowledge that nothing catches you by surprise. Even when we step outside of the direction that you've given us, that you've already planned for that, and that sometimes the plan that you've already allowed for as we step out of your will in bringing us back may be a little painful, but you'll never let it consume us. And we say thank you for that. We also acknowledge that we don't, we will never know everything about you. And so it is hard at times for us to wrap our minds around you allowing us to suffer your permissive will as such, Lord. But what we do know is that you have created us and set us in our place. And so we ask, Lord, for endurance to run the race that you've given each and every one of us. As Paul noted in his letters, not to ask for deliverance, but to endure for the strength, to pray our strength so that we will be, as our psalmist, celebratory of your will and your word, and to be a living testimony that there is blessing, prosperity, peace, comfort in putting our faith in you. 
Bless each caregiver who's listening. You know what they're going through and what they will experience today and tomorrow. Help them to remember that you're in the boat with them and to not give up on you because you have never given up on them. Thank you for being so faithful to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, my podcast family, happy Monday, and I will see you tomorrow. Go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye. Thank you.